I am excited about the word tonight. As I was preparing this message, I started about two months ago. And the opportunity that God gave me to put this together tonight, it was kind of amazing as I watched, and, and, and I had an outline, I had scriptures, and Bill, I gave Bill a little teaser there, I said, we're in the impossible business. We are in the absolute impossible business, because where it's impossible to man, it's not only possible to God, but when we stand as believers, when we rise up in who we are, we can pray in faith and God moves mountains before us. That is who we are. And so as I'm putting this message together, I started, I started to realize something that God is doing right here in this place, in this time, with this group of people. You see, we've got a most awesome pastor. And, and if you're of a different generation, you use a different word for complimenting this, this gentleman. But as I, as I look around, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that have been brought to this place. And, and each one of them is piecing together a word for this time. It's not just everybody's individual message. But it's, it's a tapestry being woven by God for each one of us who steps foot on this stage. In the book of Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God. That is our Savior. That is our joy. That is our peace. That is our righteousness. So then God, one morning about... Two weeks ago, I think it was, I couldn't sleep. And when I say morning, it was about 2.30 in the morning, came around. Finally, at 3 o'clock in the morning, I surrendered to awakenedness, even though I wanted to sleep. And so, for the first thing that God said is, I want you to, I want you to go and look at the past messages on the Ark Fellowship website. And so, I did that. And I, w- I went back to Noja's message, spiritual hunger. And, and, and then I, I, I looked at Larry who taught on living in the true freedom. And, and then Mike was dealing with the mind and our thinking and how revival will come when we get our thinking in line with God. And, and, and then 
Karen, who, who came up with, with under attack, but without fear. Ms. Joy brought on the being first partakers, which that very scripture was in my outline. And, and then coming up a little bit further, we've got, we've got Pastor Goodluck, who has been teaching on honor for the Holy Spirit. He's been teaching, teaching us about walking in the Spirit and the power that comes with that. When we accept God and when we accept Him at His Word, the power that comes. He has taught us to live a prosperous life in Christ. Now, I know that some people listen to that message and hear money. I know prosperity is coming. I know that my wife and I have made a commitment that when it comes, we're going we're gonna to give to that fund to build the new church. We know that in our hearts, we've already called it as if it was so. But there's a prosperity for just walking in the Spirit that comes with the people of God. And so, so that prosperity, and then my favorite, when pastor gets up here and he starts talking about discipleship. And, and, and I remember the day that God said, don't ever let the person I lead you to be just a notch in your belt. He said, disciple them. And so, so when somebody comes across my door, I want to make sure one of two things. Either I'm going to take the time to disciple them. Or I'm going to find them a place or a person that they can be discipled from. Because it's, it's more than just a moment of salvation when we walk across this, the, 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 the threshold and say, I believe. It's grabbing them by the hand and helping them understand to go through the milk, to go through the trips, the, the broken bones, the, the knee scrapes, and all the things we go through as baby Christians. I've had my, my opportunity to stumble and fall. I've had my opportunity to, to fail at things. I've had my opportunity to open my big mouth and say what I believed as opposed to what God wanted me to say. I've had all of those opportunities. Yet God loved me through all of those and He brought me people that I could disciple from or at least took me to a place that I could be discipled. And then Bishop Odieti, he brought power when the Holy Spirit comes and power to overcome. Power to overcome. Now, when we look at those as individual messages, each of those messages are good. But when we see that God is talking to us today, He's speaking to the church today. This church here, this 10 acres of land can reach the masses all around the globe. We have the opportunity with technology today to send it. Pastor wants to be in Africa seven days a week. Let's make that happen. We're going to make that happen as a church. We command it right now to be so. Not just a wish of the pastor, but a direction of the church today. Make it so in the name of Jesus. We call that which is not that as if it was so and it is done today. That's who we are. I'm here to say, you know, I, 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 
I made a choice not too long ago to binge watch some old TV shows. And I went one after the other after the other. And after a while, you found out how many hours you just wasted uh, looking at it. I challenge you all to go back to the Art Fellowship website and binge watch the message. One after the other after the other and listen to what God is saying to this generation right now. This people right now. Because this group of people are going to move mountains before them. This group of people are going to go out into the fields and the wheats and the tares are being separated. I don't know if your eyes are open, but the wheats and the tares are being separated right now. When you look out into the harvest field, you can tell the difference between the two. There is a harvest of plentiful and we are called, we are called into the business of the kingdom, which is soul winning and discipleship. That's what we're called to do. My message today, and and if you can give me the opening slide, is rise up church. And take your place. There's a harvest field. There's a place that we can all step into. But it takes, it takes somebody who is willing to step out of the worldly things going on around them and say, God, whatever you want to do with me, make it so. If you command me, Father, I will go. If you speak to me, Father, I will answer you. That's what we're called to do. Go out there and binge watch the Word. Go out there and and get a hold of what God wants to do in your life today. Matthew 9, 35 through 38. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness, every disease among the people. And when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest, to send out laborers into His harvest. Rise up, church, and take your place. You're the ones with the, with the sickles. You're the ones with the Word, the sword of the Word that can tear down mountains and strongholds. You can tear down shackles and chains. I know for me, I know for me that, that the Lord God Almighty at three o'clock in the morning, he was he was dealing with me and he told me to go to go watch the messages. And then then he said, put this outline together. And and as I'm, I'm sitting there, he, 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 he uh, probably within a 30 minute period of time, I had the message all laid out. And then what was funny was last week, I'm, I'm sitting up there and I have my message sitting on the counter and, and Miss Joy, she's out teaching. And I go, well, wait a minute, that scripture sounds the same. That scripture sounds the same. That scripture sounds the same. That's because he's preparing the harvest. He's speaking to you and you and you and you and everybody out there in the audience, all those on the internet right now. God is speaking to you today 
And every time we come up here and, and, and preach the word, every time pastor comes up here and, and preach the word, he's preparing us to go out into the field and be the witnesses for him. He's preparing our life to be that example. <coughs> Bill, can you hand me my, my water? <laughs> You know, I, I, I want to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidestep here for just a minute. There's two points I want to make. Bill and Shirley are some of the finest examples of people who have run the race and are continuing to run the race. They put their hands to the plow and they work it. They work ministry, they work the, the church, they help people. I have always, and I've never said this much, but I've looked up to you two amazingly as examples. And, and you're only new examples in my life. You've been examples to others around for a while. That's the first shout out. The second shout out is, let me tell you about the impossible business. About 25 days ago, I was given an assignment that was impossible. I was put impossible restrictions to make it happen, but it had to get done. It was to clear out 10 buildings of all the stuff that was in them, take care of all of that. And never once did I ever doubt that it was going to get done. But I tell you, two days ago, I was sitting um, sitting at a, a desk going, Lord, I know I'm going to get done, but I don't know how it's going to happen. And, and so as I'm, as I'm sitting there, five minutes later, I get a phone call from a colleague up in, in Dallas. And he says, hey, how's it going? We have a nice little conversation. He says, you know what? My time's getting freed up. I'm going to come down on Friday and I'm going to help you wherever you need for the next three days. So he frees me up to take care of the, the little stuff so I can take care of the big stuff. On top of that, we didn't know what was going to happen. So I had uh, one big sale just going to go out the door tomorrow. Sold off a bunch of stuff. Charity came and picked up one stuff and then your lovely wife is helping me uh pastor's wife angela is helping me find uh another group who's going to pick up a bunch of other stuff um and and get it out of there which leaves only a small tiny bit of stuff to have to deal with now i gotta have it out by sunday night but it's going to be done now i've been working 15 hour days I've been working late into the night. I got home at what? About 10, 11 o'clock the other night. And I was so tired I couldn't get to sleep until about 1 o'clock in the morning. And I woke up about 5, 5.30 in the morning and I, I just could not get out of bed. I needed to get going. I needed to that. But there was a person at my side that morning that gave me comfort. And it is my beautiful and wonderful wife. So I'm going to embarrass her right now. Four years ago tomorrow, we stood on this stage and gave our vows. And I can't thank God enough to tell you how wonderful of a, of a wife and, and a confidant and a partner in Christ than to have Dawn at my side. So I wanted to shout out to her tonight about that. She was there 
she just has that about her to know through the spirit what to do and how to be right at my side when I need it. And I hope I'm the same for her. Not sure it's always (laughs) the same, but so. So this 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 message, as I was putting it together in the tapestry of it, it's like rise up, church, rise up, church and take your place, rise up, church. Take your place because the Spirit has come to you. It's the gift of God. I'm going to start with 1 Corinthians 12, um, 7 through 13. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So think about that for a minute. The Spirit is given to each one of us for the profit of all. It's not just for us to figure out how to, how to solve a little puzzle. But it's there so that we can go do the work of God. And when we're next to somebody, we're ministering to their heart. When we listen to the Spirit that lives within us. When we listen to God through the Spirit, you gotta remember the Spirit is the third leg of the triune God. We're not just talking about our Spirit who knows God. We're talking about the Spirit of God who gives us wisdom and knowledge when we need it. He gives us hope. He gives us direction. I'm telling you, this last three weeks, I have put myself in places, by the way, I work around a lot of dust, so this, this cough is a lot of dust, but I've been put in places and situations of not knowing how to do anything, how not to figure something out, but the only way I could get an answer is God. The prime example, some of you know that Dawn and I have adopted a young kitten. Now, now the, there's a sad side to it and a, and, a, and, a, and a joyful side to it. The sad side to it was I drove up to a facility and first of all, the Spirit told me, go and clean the garbage out of the dumpster area that doesn't have a dumpster. It's been a dump for a long time and it's one of the places I have to clean up. Now, personally, I've never done that before. Never, I have maintenance people to help me with that stuff. And he usually is really good about that. But this morning, I had the gloves. So I put on my surgical gloves. I put on uh, uh, my mask. I had uh, bags. And I went over there. And the minute I stepped into the area, I saw a box. And I went to move it. And I heard a cry. I was like, okay. What am I going to find underneath this box? <laughs> I was waiting for something to, to come out at me. When I opened, when I, when I saw the box was sealed, I was like, nothing can be in there. But I picked it up. There was weight in the box. And when I opened the box, I, I undid the tape. There was a piece of wood with a pipe in it. And the kitten had gotten its neck stuck in. But as you, as you can maybe pinpoint from this story, somebody purposely put them in the box. He had probably been there a couple of days. The Spirit of God told me to go and clean the garbage area. I would have never done that. I was obedient to what God said. 
Now this is the littlest of things. But doesn't he say, how much more are you than the littlest of birds who, who don't tarry for this stuff, who don't go to get their food? So here's this little kitten who was trapped. And so I got him into the back of the, the car, the Jeep. I lifted up the thing and I'm going, God, how am I going to do this? I couldn't, I put soap on his neck. We couldn't get his head out of the pipe. His neck is all scraped up. He had lost skin and, and, and stuff like that. And so the Lord said, step into your ER. Now, this is a facility that was never open. So I don't have tools there. I don't have equipment there. I just have a lot of junk in boxes and stuff that I'm clearing out um, because it was used as a warehouse. And so I walked in and the Lord said, look, and there was a putty knife. And then he said, go into the other room. I went into the other room and there was a cast cutter. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? And so I went back. I got an electrical cord. I plugged it in. And the Lord said, take the putty knife, stick it through the, the pipe, plastic pipe. And I took the cast cutter and I went down to the putty knife so I wouldn't cut the cat's neck. And I cut it out. That was the wisdom of God because I was listening to the, the promptings of the Spirit. And as I did that, I got it two rows out and he came out and he just about crawled all over me. I went in, gave him a couple baths, gave him a little bit of food. And and my wife said no. (laughs) So I started sending pictures. (laughs) We were looking for a place to send them. Right. Um, And by the time she got home. Her heart had melted and she brought kitty litter, kitty box, toys and food and everything else. And by the second day, his name was Piper because he was found in a pipe. But this gift of God, the spirit of God, um, go to Ephesians 2. For by grace... Uh, to uh, 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. You didn't do anything to earn it. You came to the cross, you bowed your knee. And you said, God, I need you. And along the way after that, He gives you a gift of the Holy Spirit, the faith of Christ. Not our faith. The faith of Christ is in us. We are the children of the living God. For we are His workmanship, this is 10, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So, the works are God's, and we are created... In the image of Christ. We are the children of the Most High God. And, and then as we put all this, start piecing some of this together. We, we, we start seeing, you know, uh, as I said in the beginning, all the different messages in here. Um, Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12, 8. Let's go back to 12 and 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. 
To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of the Spirit's To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. God is doing a work right here, right now, with this group of people in the same Spirit that Pastor Angela will get up here and she'll say a message that might be In one of our messages. Because God is interwoving this tapestry. To prepare us for the work ahead in this day. Rise up church. And take your place. Because we are God's people. A chosen generation. But it's not just a chosen generation. It is a chosen generation for this time, this place. And, and it's for the purpose of God. We are, let's go to 1 Peter 2. 2 and 9, yep. Uh, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Who once were not a people, but now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Well, pastor, I'm going to say this now. You have a really strange group of people here. None of them look the same. The ages are all over the place. Except you and Mike. Uh, (laughs) Which... For some reason, you two are the same. But, you know, when we look at this body, when we look at these people, why has God called this group of people? Because we are to be the light in the room. We are to be able to take this word and take it outside of the walls of the church. We are not commissioned to be on the sidelines. We are in the game. I don't even want to call it a game. It's called life. And there are people right now suffering in this world because their minds are being twisted and turned by things that are not true. There are people that are being taught to be fearful. They are to be afraid of anything. They're afraid to even step out the door at night or in the daytime. Some people won't even, won't even get out of their cars. They won't go into a city. They won't even go into a store. Mike and I spoke on it when we first started the coronavirus issues going on and we would watch these people go through these intricate processes to avoid the virus 
only to do foolish things along the way that would kind of negate everything they're doing in the first place because they're living in a, in a, in a, in a systematic portion of fear. But the Lord did not give us the spirit of fear. Karen talked to us about that. She talked to us about not letting fear come into our lives when we're going through stuff. Let's be real. We've all gone through stuff. We all go through things. But God says, I'm going to see you through to the other side. I'm going to get you out of what you've got. You just hold on to me. I want, I, I want to be like that lady who crawled through the crowd and grabbed a hold of the coattails of Jesus and was healed after the, 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 the issue of blood for 10 to 12 years. She pressed through to the prize and she obtained it. Well, Jesus is our prize and we gave our lives. We gave our hope and our dreams and everything over to Jesus and said, you are our Lord and Savior. And when we did that, it has been that point where we're needing to rise up. Now, if we're on the milk, that's great. Drink a lot of milk. If you're on the meat of the word, feast. Enjoy the feast and go out there and do what the word says. In 2 Corinthians 3, 2 through 6, you are our epistle, written in the hearts, known and read by all men. I'm going to stop there for just a minute. You are the epistle. You are a living epistle. Uh, 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 you are the living word. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, You make a stand against sin. You make a stand and say, I know I was a sinner. I was saved by grace and now I step into a new life. We're going to get into that in just a minute. But when we go out into the world, we're supposed to be a book. What are other people reading off of you? Is your life reflected of a life in Christ? Well, you, know, you hear all these people say, well, he was Christ. I'm going to get into this in just a little bit, too. Uh, I'm watching my time. We're good. Um, but is your life reflective of your life in Christ? Is your life reflective of being set free from the shackles and chains of the past? Is your life reflective of your belief in holding on to the Word of God? Do you minister to the brokenhearted? Do you bring the Word? And do you bring them out of their own darkness like it said? Let's go on to three. Clearly, you're an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh. That is of the heart. And we have such trust through Christ towards God. Now that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but the sufficiency is from God. Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. 
We are called to be ministers. Every single person who receives Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior gives up their old self, should give up their old self, and step into this newness of life. It's the best life ever. I I can honestly say, I know my life before Christ. I know that in 2005, uh, in those dark days, He pulled me out of darkness. And He brought me into the light. I know that today, as I go forth, I always am looking for opportunities to minister the Word to somebody. I have many co-workers that I, I get to minister the Word and the testimony. What is their testimony of you? What is your, your co-workers, your family's testimony of you? I, I want them to say, well, he talks about God a lot. By the way, that's what Nick said to me when he, I was, when he was 12 years old. He talks about God a lot. I have one, I have one co-worker that brags to her mom about the, the, the way I've ministered to her. And, and I'm like, I don't even know what I said to her. So I know the Spirit of God said something to her. Step into who we are. Rise up, church, and be a living epistle. Take your life from away from the worldly things. By the way, there is so much out there in the world today. There's so much out there in the world today that is meant to tear you down and distract you from the mission that God has us on. And I'm, I'm as guilty as the next. And I have to keep my attention on Jesus. I have to keep my attention on the Word. I have to stand on the Word. That's why the Word is here. Satan's a liar. He can't tell the truth. But in 2005, I was delivered. I was set free from my shackles and chains. Not to sit on the sideline, but to stand for the living God. Just think about the first days when you believed. You believed unto righteousness. You believed unto hope. Those first days were the time that if somebody truly was willing to disciple you, they would teach you to leave the past behind. Think about it today. Think about where your position in Christ is today. Did you first believe unto sin or did you believe unto salvation? So, so am I a sinner saved by grace? That's how I came to the table. That's how I knelt at the, at the cross. That's how I gave my life to Christ. But when I got up, I was a new creation. That moment I was a new creation. I just needed somebody to disciple me. In 2005, I had my, my, my now one of my best friends. Actually, I should have said best friend. He wants me to say that. He paid me to say that. <laughs> now, look, I brag about Pastor Al and Pastor Shelley and them being in my life. God put them right smack dab in the middle of my life. I didn't do it, but he took me to a place where I could be discipled. He brought me to the inn 
think about think about and I don't I don't have this scripture, but think about the 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 good Samaritan. He was on the side of the road and all of his people passed him by. But then the Samaritan came, picked him up, took him to the inn. No, fixed him up, took him to the inn. And then he went to the innkeeper and he said, look, you take care of him. When I come back, I'm going to pay his debt. How are we believing today? Do we believe unto sin or do we believe unto salvation? We are children of the living God. We are a new creation in Jesus Christ. That's who we are. That's who we walk in. So today, believe unto salvation. Walk in it. Believe in it. Philippians 3, 12-13 Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Our life at the moment of salvation, when we disciple somebody, and you bring them to the the altar, and then you take them by the hand and say, let me show you. You see, we were now sinners. But that's over. The old man is dead. Don't pick up a shovel and keep getting him back up again. He doesn't belong. You are a new creation. Yeah, but the devil's telling me this. He's a liar. Yeah, but the, the, this guy says this about me. Well, the devil's a liar. Well, this is going on about me. Hey, I made a mistake. We have an advocate. His name is Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not giving anybody a license to go out and sin, but if we, if we make a mistake, we have an advocate. We have Jesus. We have a process called repentance. Repentance is turning away. It doesn't mean keep going, keep going in one direction. No, you've got to turn away from sin. And what do we do? We press towards the mark. Philippians 3:14 I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus Therefore let us as many as are mature have this mind and if anything you think otherwise God will reveal even this to you Nevertheless To the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Have this mind in you. Each day pressing forward. Because of time, I'm going to let some of these go. I talked about the newness of life. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things. Nor the consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers 
in the darkness. I got two more things to finish up here. I've got about nine minutes. You are the immovable stone. That's who we are in Christ. That's, that's who we, we walk in. I, let, me, let me go through this scripture just a little bit and show you what I saw. 1 Peter 2, 1 through 10, starting with 1. Therefore, laying aside, this is our life, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to Him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the Spirit, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. You also as living stones. You see, we are the representative of Christ Jesus on the planet. He went... That the Spirit could come to us. He went so that we could do greater things in His name. He went, and what did it say in the beginning there? He sat down at the right hand of God. He sat down at the right hand of God. And it is our time in this day and age to be the lighthouses and beacons of light out in the world in a place that is very dark right now. And you know what? We as Christians have God who goes before us. He's already prepared the field. He's already prepared the harvest. And in doing so, He's put us in this place and giving us a word and a message in preparation for this time. So rise up church and take your place. Let me give you some words of wisdom. I'm going to finish with this. Rise up church, for you are. Rise up church, for we have the mind of Christ. Rise up church, for we are the fulfillment of the promises of God. Rise up church, for we are this time's chosen generation. Rise up church, For we are the example of Christ. Rise up church, for we carry the light to a darkened world. Rise up church, for we are in the impossible business. Rise up church, for we are the church that stands on the promises of God. Rise up church, for we, when we pray, we pray with power and authority. Rise up church, for we live without fear of today. Rise up, church, for we are a new creation. Rise up, church, and stand open and naked before God. Rise up, church, we bring our bodies under subjection.
Rise up, church, for we bring the kingdom as ambassadors. Rise up, church, for we light the skies with the fireworks of prayer. Rise up, church, we listen to the word and make it a part of our life. Rise up, church, for we love our creator. Rise up, church, for we forgive greater. Rise up, church, our example is talked about among men. Rise up, church, for we speak with tongues of angels. Rise up, church, our battle is fought in prayer and the word of God. And rise up, church, our faith is known among men. That's who we are in Christ Jesus. That's who we are, a new creation. That's who we are to have a life in Christ. It is the best life ever. I walk through each day knowing that my, my current job is coming to an end. And I can honestly tell you I've done two interviews in a sweaty shirt with sweat marks all over it and two shorts or shorts on. Standing there in my sneakers and white socks. God is good all the time. I have no fear of tomorrow, for I know who holds my hand and holds my tomorrow. We are the children of the Most High God. We left sin behind, and we now step into the newness of Christ. And I want to just say for those here and those online, if you don't know Jesus like I've just talked about, That life is available to you. There's no special formula. There's just a broken heart coming to the altar. And so, pray with me right now if you don't know Jesus this way. Father, I know I was a sinner. But God, I'm willing to give my life over to you today. I'm going to release the reins and let you have a hold of my life. And I give it wholeheartedly over to you. Father, come come into my life in a mighty way. That I may serve you all the days of my life. And I say this in Jesus' name. And, And... Now I'm just going to pray generally. Father God, I thank You for Your Word. I thank You, Father, that Your Word comes to us in dreams and umptions. I thank You that Your Word comes to us with power and authority. And I pray, Father, that we as a body of Christ do the work that You've set before us. I pray, Father, that Your harvest is plentiful because of the work of the people in this room today and those online today. I thank You that You hold my tomorrow, Father. And I praise You today that You loved me enough that You you saw fit to pull me out of the mud and out of the dirt 
And I thank you that, Father God, each and every one of us has a testimony of your great love and how you drew us to you. Father, I pray that everyone's heart burns with a fire to serve you as living epistles each and every day. And I thank you, Father, that as we go forth, the impossible becomes possible. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you.